Hello San Pedro podcast episode two. You are listening to the Hello San Pedro podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community, business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. Hey everyone, welcome back. Uh, Just want to say thanks so much for listening to the first episode. I've gotten a lot more follows on Instagram. If you're not on Instagram, please follow at HelloSP podcast. Um, That's where I'm doing a lot of my interaction and hearing back from listeners. And I'm so happy. I'm hearing a lot of really good things. Um, And I also found out where a lot of our listeners are listening from, which is really cool. So I'm just going to go over quickly and shout out to all of our listeners everywhere. Um, Shout out to our listeners in Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., Wilmington, Santa Barbara, Long Beach, Michigan, Moreno Valley, Lomita, and Paramount. Uh, and of course, San Pedro. That's a given. Um, but yeah, I'm so, I didn't think that this podcast would get that big of a reach, honestly. I did expect a few people here and there, um, but the amount of listeners, like the, the plays on the podcast, just keeps growing and growing every day. So that's exciting. I did get some feedback that in the last episode, I was a little bit harder to hear. Um, I unfortunately didn't have my mic volume up very much. And sadly, I did not fix it before this episode with Wolf Bradley. So in this episode, I will be a little bit harder to hear than Wolf. um, But I don't think you guys have to worry. Wolf does most of the talking. Also, him and I talked for well over an hour. So this was a really hard episode to edit because we talked so much. He talked about some really cool stories of how him and Andrew kind of started the band years ago and then how Chance got to be in the band. He tells some pretty funny stories about playing local shows in Los Angeles and how Chance is kind of the baby of the band and they had to sneak him into some 21 and over places. Really fun stories. So I'm just going to have to get all three of them on for another episode at a later date, which is my goal. Um, This episode is about Wolf Bradley. So I kind of edited a lot of the parts out about the band and some of the backstory. And we're going to save that for another episode. Be sure to stick around to the very end. You might notice that this podcast is a little bit longer than the last one. So my intro episode was about 45 minutes, but from here on out, most episodes are going to be an hour long. I'm going to do my best to keep it at an hour or just under an hour. Um, So for people who don't listen to podcasts, that probably sounds like a very long time, but the average podcast is about an hour, some even longer, which is crazy. Um... Anyways, be sure to listen to the very end because we do give um, a sample hearing of their latest single, Robber and Address. You don't want to miss it, guys. It sounds so good. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoy. All right. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited because today we have our very first interview guest. Him and I go way back. Uh, I can tell you he is one of the kindest, most down-earth people you'll ever meet. He is a born and raised San Pedrin with a genuine love for this town. Um, 
His family has deep roots here as owners of the local ballet school, San Pedro City Ballet, <clears throat> also known as where the famous Misty Copeland got her start. He has more than 20 years experience as a ballet dancer, dancing in local performance of The Nutcracker almost every year since he was a child. Uh, now he is the lead singer of his band, The Habits. They have played at nearly every school in Pedro, pretty much every bar, club, basement, or alleyway in LA, and have, got, have even gotten some airtime on K-Rock. Uh, currently promoting their latest single, the band is comprised of pianist Chance Fumigetti, drummer Andrew Macatrao, and singer-guitarist, also my very special guest, Wolf Bradley. Wolf, <laughs> thank you so much for being here. I'm so deeply honored to have you. Thank you for having me. Um, so we go way back. Mm -hmm. I remember, this is like 10 years ago. I, I remember know. seeing you perform at a coffee shop with your band, which at the time was four, had four band members. Was, I was, it, was it The Awakenings? I don't, coffee it shop? was that coffee shop in Torrance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably The Awakenings. Yeah, that was where he first played our very first show ever. Yeah, I was dating one of the band members at the time, mm -hmm. and now you guys don't even have a basis. No. Right, no. you're just like, we do. We, we realized that quickly that musicians, there's two types of musicians, and as people, they're inherently flaky. Yes. I mean, but then like there's like the fun musicians, which is totally fine, and then like the ones that want to do it for serious. Yeah. I don't think that's a real turn of phrase, oh, but I get for it. serious, oh, you for get it. I get and, it. Um, <laughs> and we had like five band members at one point, Huh. And then it just kind of came down to three of us, and we're like, "This is, yeah. this is where to go. This is where it feels good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't have to uh -huh. rely on too many people." That's really smart. Um, yeah, I mean, dedicate being dedicated to your music is, uh, as it's a serious trait. Like it's very. It's also hard to like put together a band because you think that you want to put together a band with your friends, which you do. Mm -hmm. But it's like, do you actually work well together? Is this where you totally like yeah. live in a creative space? Mm -hmm. In a healthy way. Um, when Twenty One Pilots actually got really big, I thought of you guys immediately. It's it's funny because we used to be called Twenty Eyes. I know, and, and I was it like, was before they were a thing. Yeah. And we were doing like the rappy singing thing too. Who like, was rapping in your group? I did like like not okay. rapping, but like I would yeah. not call it rapping. I call it like Fast. emotive talking. Okay, yeah. Like he emotive does the rappy talking. thing, but like we did that whole thing, and then all of a sudden they got huge, and I was like. We have to change our name. We have to just we have to change our name or sound. They just they did it. I remember telling my brother because my brother was really into Twenty One Pilots. I was like, this really honestly reminds me of my friend Wolf's band, like Twenty Eyes. Um, <laughs> I was like, I wonder if they're gonna have to change their name. And sure enough, you guys did. We did. And when I saw you guys come out as the Habits, I was like, oh, this feels good. Yeah, like, we kind of. I'm glad great. that we did, and I'm glad that Twenty One Pilots did their thing because they're they were better at it than we were. So in that particular thing and so it just made us evolve more and find our actual home of yeah. sound and and that's cool Sonic i wanted home. i'm so glad i got to ask you about that because i remember like huh they really sound similar i feel like throughout the band we've had a bunch of different sounds because we're just kind of and that doesn't bother me very no. much because you're just kind of trying to find where you totally. live in yeah. that realm to, like, and then finally like in the last two years since chance really joined like he and I work very, very well as like a our writing team because mm -hmm. he's very good at production and I'm very good at everything else. No, mm -hmm. but we but we both like write songs and stuff yeah. and and um, we really kind of found our sound recently. We just started releasing music this year or I, December I of last year. I noticed. Uh, well, I remember back too, like uh, when you guys were in. Were you in the? magazine you were in mm -hmm. the St. Peter's Day magazine yeah and I remember I kept that for a long time 
Because, you know, I was dating the... Yeah. <laughs> I was dating one of your band That was back when time. Gabe was in it, right? Yeah, yeah, that was. Well, I wanted to ask you about your upbringing in Pedro. What schools did you go to? I went to South Shores for elementary school. Oh, yeah. And uh-huh. then um, I loved it there. My mom is, like, best friends with my third grade teacher. Mm-hmm. She was my third and fifth grade teacher. Shout out to Mrs. Brown. Okay. And I still call her Mrs. Brown because <laughs> it feels weird to call her Carolina because I met her in third grade. Oh, yeah, Carolina, Carolina Brown. Brown. Yeah. yeah, I know Carolina. Her, her granddaughter goes to the dance studio. Like, mm-hmm. my, her, her and my mom are very close. Yeah. I but um, she she asked me to watch her house last weekend, actually. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, I saw you were at, like, she posted a picture of you on her Instagram, like, at the... Oh, I, sometimes I, like, fill in for her at Rockin'L. Yeah. Yeah, and sell baby clothes. Yeah, I want to get her on the show. She's I, great. I went there to take my, my baby to get his... Um, his like imprints like his hand and feet yeah yeah I so yeah her. sometimes i work there like every two months i'll work there mm-hmm. once or twice I, it's fun yeah and i did um, that well i worked at the bakery i'm off Tona bakery oh yeah yeah and i remember like in the holiday season they would call me back they'd be like hey can you just work like this cr- like these crazy days before christmas and i was like sure yeah <laughs> i was in the back decorating gingerbread men <laughs> that sounds fun it's so fun i'm yeah. terrible at decorating things i did gain like 10 I gained 10 pounds of the baby all star. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, so we watched her house, and she was like, you should have a party. And I was like, you're, ha- you're telling me that party? She's like, well, not a big party, but, like, have, have a good time. Like, play it. And then we totally, I had some people from my work come over, and, like, we had a little show. It was That's great. really cool. But, yeah, anyway, so. That just makes her so much cooler. No, she's the best, and uh-huh. she's really funny. She's so, funny, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so South Shores, she was also the director of all the plays, the mm-hmm. musicals, and I was always in the musicals and the plays. Like, I loved performing mm-hmm. from when I was a child. And then I went to uh, Rolling Hills Prep. Okay. Which used to be up on the hill at Malaga Cove and now is in Pedro. Yeah. Where, I'm trying to think of where it is now. Do you know where that, This is a weird reference. The Taco Bell can, uh, KFC near mm-hmm. Green Hills. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just down that street. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We're on the same page now. All right. And did you go to Peter High School? No, but my dad teaches there. Okay. I, the Rolling Hills Prep was 6 to 12. Oh, so that's where you actually finished mm-hmm. school? Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. And I went to preschool in Pedro at this amazing little preschool that was like around the corner from my old condo. Um, I used to live on 40th and Pacific. Mm-hmm. And then it would just like be a walk like around the corner up the street. And Misty used to walk me to school all the time. And then... Uh, yeah, we're going to talk <laughs> about Misty eventually. <laughs> Segway. And then... Um, and it was great. I met, like, I'm still friends with, like, my best friends from preschool That's in this little town. And she came to Nutcracker uh-huh. every year. Mrs. Craig, she was the best. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's really cool. And that's so Pedro, too, I, I think, to, like, keep in touch with your, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, your schoolmates from preschool. And yeah, my one of my best happen? friends is from preschool. She was, I was just hung out with her this weekend. Uh-huh. And her boyfriend of, like nine years or something like that was in the band for a brief period of time oh, like really? it's just a small little community here. yeah and it, like that's why i kind of started the podcast because i was like you know what there's something so special about pedro it is yeah. you know when people say like that's so pedro which is shout out to romy that's her thing um that's her brand on instagram um it really is i can almost nail it you know when somebody's from pedro. My, yes my friend always says only in pedro yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's funny, 40th and Pacific, I know exactly where you're talking about because I, that's where I live now. I'm pretty much like oh, yeah? 39th and Pacific, yeah, with yeah, my husband and my right son. Yeah, right down the street from um, Lighthouse and mm-hmm. Pacific Diner, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, small world. Um, that's really cool. Okay, so you, like all moms do, they make you do 
you know, their thing. Yeah. And of course, your mom is a really well, awesome I, ballet teacher. Both my mom and my dad. Yeah, you're. Your so I was really doomed well. from the beginning. You were doomed. <laughs> you were doomed to. To want to perform and do some sort of movement. Is there a word for a male ballet dancer? Is it ballet? Ballerino? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Our, the, the original iteration of this band was called the Ballerinos. I remember. I, but I we spelled you. it stupidly for some reason. Like, it wasn't spelled... I mean, not that that's a real word, but you, we, like, well, you had, like... We had an O-E-S at the end. Why? Like, it was tomatoes or potatoes or something? Like, Ballerinos? <laughs> There's no reason to put an O-E-S at the end. That doesn't make sense. I didn't realize that. No, it should have been spelled the way you spelled rhinos. I agree. I don't know why we did it... <laughs> The wrong I, way. You know what? I really should have stepped in there, and I, I let you guys down. It's okay. Um, we probably wouldn't have listened. You know what? It's We're better. Stubborn. You moved on from that. You guys have the habits now. Yeah. Much better name. Very mm-hmm. simple. Yeah. Not complicated. Yeah. I remember the logo was a rhino in a tutu. Uh huh. Yeah, Andrew made it. I loved it. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I had the sticker. It was back when it was, yeah, it was when we were just kids. I mean, I was fourteen. Uh huh. Really? Andrew, yeah, we started when I was fourteen. So it's been eleven years. Wow. And then, yeah, 14, and then we changed it when I was 16. Because mm-hmm. we made an EP. Right. Um, wow, this is such a throwback episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, like, uh, like Misty, you were in the ballet studio mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way, can we just briefly talk about your connection to Misty? I didn't mm-hmm. really mention it. So, uh, Wolf Bradley is the son of um, Cindy and Patrick Bradley, who own the ballet school, the local ballet school, um, San Pedro City Ballet. And he pretty much grew up with Misty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My oldest memory is of her. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I saw someone being like. being in my house. Uh-huh. The next, by the way, next week, if you don't know who Misty is or you want to learn more about her, definitely tune in to next week's episode because I am going to be fangirling with with my friend Megan over Missy Copeland. Um, yeah, and in the footage, like in the digging and researching of Missy, I saw really cute pictures of you. <laughs> I have so many, um, we just recently, not recently, but like semi-recently found all these home movies that mm-hmm. my mom took when she was around. And uh, I was very cute. Um, so was Misty, though. <laughs> you were. You I mean, were really cute. It was, it was like, I was always trying to steal the spotlight from her, though, but she <laughs> held on to it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. No, I'm always surprised by how many people know who she is now. Oh, she's huge Because, like, I'll just, like, not name drop it or anything, but, like, say something about like, oh, her. Like, I just got a text from my friend Misty. Right, no, and then... No big deal. At, at, like... Everywhere I go, everyone's like, you know Missy Copeland? I'm like, yeah, like my mom, and like, your mom's Cindy Bradley. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, how do you know? I was like, I read her book. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, cool. She talks a lot about you guys in, in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys were a big part of it. Anyways, I'm not going to say any more because you guys need to just listen to the next episode. Yeah. Um, next week. Uh, tune so in. How, yeah, tune in next week. Um, so what were you like as a dancer? <laughs> I always didn't love dancing okay i love performing okay so anything that i can do that will get me on the stage you loved it i'll do it yeah so i mean in elementary school and middle school i was always in the musicals always in the plays uh-huh. always in the nutcracker yeah. i mean i love i do love dancing like i have an appreciation for it but like that was never my like so like what i wanted to do the sacrifice the suffering the yeah well, i was always there though like <laughs> i mean i lived there yeah from the moment that i was able to like because i mean i was in the Nutcracker when I was three years old. I danced with Misty. We did mm-hmm. Chinese, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, yeah, so, I mean, and I stopped dancing when I was 23. So that was, like... Recent. Yeah. 
yeah. for like 20 years. Yeah. And now I still go back every Nutcracker and coach the partnering partnering sections, mm-hmm. part of the. But as I got older, I realized that what I was good at was um, partnering. That's where I. That's what I liked doing. I really liked dancing with the girls and lifting them and okay. feeling like a big strong man. Yeah. I don't know, but like I liked doing that because I never really liked dancing on my own. Uh-huh. Um, but then once I realized I could lift people and like have a good time, my dad teaches that class specifically too. Okay, and like being the the pot of deux class and uh-huh. like um, once I started doing that, I started getting all the parts of Nutcracker that was like mm-hmm. that was what I was supposed to do. That's so cool. Um, I think like just the fact that you were. I mean, I don't think a lot of people meet, you know, ballerinas in general, you know, that are older than a particular age. Because I feel like a lot of little girls do ballet Mm -hmm. class, and that's really cool. Um, But I don't think a lot of people know male ballet dancers. Yeah, we got really lucky. Um, Back when I met Andrew, we had, like, an influx of, like, seven guys that, like, came in and... I, I saw the Nutcracker with them when yeah. you guys were in it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had a bunch of guys in the Nutcracker for a very long time, and, like, we still do. Um, but it, guys, they just come and go. Yeah. It just it fluctuates. I feel like you really have to be committed. Yeah, I mean, I kind of didn't have a choice, but, like, I really enjoyed it <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, kids don't have a choice when they're parents on the ballet studio. Yeah, but I loved being there, and I loved, like, I mean, I just, I loved... I still love going there. Yeah. And my best friend works there. My parents work there. Of course. It's like just I know all the teachers very well. Life, and yeah. yeah. And sometimes I'll take my mom's adult class mm-hmm. when I'm feeling like, need to take a like class. I need to take yeah. a class. Like you need to work out. Well, for a while, <laughs> for a while, not for a while, but for a, a moment, Andrew and I were like the two main dancers mm-hmm. for like a couple of years. And then every time they would bring like a, a guest, like a professional guest to the Nutcracker to do the Grand Pas in mm-hmm. the end. And we got offered an apprenticeship to like move and like live with somewhere else and be like part of a professional company. Really? Yeah, I Andrew like and I. Company. Yeah, wow. and then Andrew and I sat there and talked about it and we're like, I don't really want to do that. Yeah. So then we didn't. Yeah. And then. Yeah. That takes a lot of wisdom to kind of decipher it. I mean, I feel like uh, you know, young people um, and youth are kind of persuaded into different things and to kind of just take a moment and discuss what you want is so huge. We knew that we wanted to do um, music and we knew that that wasn't going to be easy. Not that the being a dancer is easy by any means, but we had like an offer. Right. And it was like, uh, no, I don't know. That's fine. See, that's, that's Thank a you, though. pretty big deal, I think. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, I felt good in the fact that we like worked hard enough to like get that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. Yeah. Um, so what has, what do you think like has been your biggest takeaways from being a ballet dancer? What has it taught you? Uh, just being on stage as much as I have because of it. Yeah. I'm very comfortable yep. up there now. Seeing uh, being on stage in white tights mm-hmm. makes you very comfortable doing most things. Oh yeah, if you can do that, I feel like you could do anything. Yeah, and I'm like, and I think it, I have. It's a it's a unique edge that a lot of people don't have, yeah. and everyone is. I always forget how weird it is that the band met through ballet, because mm-hmm. it's just normal to me. I mean, my family is anything but normal in a good way, but like totally, yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. I feel the same way about my family because, you know, they're creatives. My dad's a painter. My mom's, like, a crafter. And together, they've pursued all kinds of things. But, like, the kid, we'd be right there with them, you know. Um, they had a puppet ministry at their church. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm kind of a puppeteer. Puppeteer, yeah. I have mad skills. When I was in sixth grade, I was in a <laughs> musical. It was called Carnival, and I played the main puppet. Really? <laughs> Named Carrot Top. You know what's funny is I'm, I, I'm like, 
embarrassed of that. Like, I don't tell a lot of people that. But then when I'm actually in front of a show, I'm, I, like, mad dog them so bad. I'm like, oh, my God, their lip synchronization is way <laughs> off. I can't watch this. <laughs> no, I mean, you should tell people. That's, like, super interesting. I do. I, now I don't care. I'm, like, old enough where I was like, oh, yeah, I got skills there. <laughs> Yeah, they, <laughs> but, yeah. As, at a certain point, it's like, ah, yeah. whatever. Like, I'm highly entertaining to a certain demographic of children. <laughs> no, I, I loved telling people I did ballet. Mm-hmm. I, just because it was like, what? Mm-hmm. You? It's probably the coolest random fact about you, I think. Well, I mean, I, I'm sure there's a lot of other cool things. No, that's the only thing that's cool about me. But, the, like, the coolest, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I like it a lot. And my dad is a art teacher mm-hmm. at Pedro High and um, a great artist and I am terrible what art like what art medium he does everything like like painting painting ceramic, sculpting, ceramic, sculpting um you know what I remember print about him. printing uh drawing uh-huh. he does everything art he does was, AP art history okay yeah I did um that was pretty much my study in school when I didn't know what I was going to be doing yeah I was like whatever just give me all the art classes that's what I want you know so I, my I, dad is a like a renaissance man he can do everything yeah. and it makes me look bad I can do like two or three things really well. My dad can cook really well. He can build things really well. He can dance really well. He can teach That's very well. Like he can do art really well. Yeah. I'm like, come on, yeah. man. I think your dad's um, probably better at it, but my dad is very talented too. He actually just started fine art mm-hmm. and he is killing it. He's already selling his paintings. That's like, great. He barely started. And we all knew he was talented, but he would only paint like, you know, things to help out with the local school or, you know, right. he'd paint things to help my mom, like signs. And my dad actually wooed my mom by like painting no. things for her. Oh my gosh. They're weird things, but like. You know what? I'm going to ask her a lot about. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> their, That's their story to yeah, tell. Yeah, I want to hear her like love story and how they met. I'll, I'll get your mom my, um, but But my dad is great at visual art and I'm awful at visual art. I just, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. He can't sing though, so I have there that on him. That's the one thing I, I have on him. Yep. You guys are just so all around talented, which is amazing. So, at what point in you know your childhood, your upbringing, did you realize music was how you're going to be on stage? Um, I always liked musicals when I was a kid. So then uh, I kind of figured, and I liked acting. I used to like go out on acting auditions all the time, and I always just wanted to make movies. That's what I wanted to do mm-hmm. forever. And then in seventh grade mm-hmm. it was October 5th 2005 mm-hmm. I went and saw my mom took me to see Green Day mm-hmm. at the Home Depot Center which is now the StubHub Center yep. in Carson mm-hmm. and I'd never been to a concert before and I'd never had like a favorite band I think I listened to what my dad listened to or what my mom listened to so I liked Blondie yep. which my, on my mom's side are like like cool like 70s 80s punky surf bands mm-hmm. and then my dad really liked um old rock and roll bands like you know, Jimi Hendrix or Led Zeppelin or yeah. Metallica was like one of the a band that I really liked but I was like not this heavy kid mm-hmm. like I wasn't into like heavy music but for some reason I, st- I still like Metallica but um, yeah. and then I randomly bought Sync, <laughs> No Strings Attached I could see that though because that was the time period and yeah. that's like what was like I skipped what I, was popping I really skipped the boy bands I was, I, I after was that in- that was done but like I was into No Doubt at that time. Oh, No Doubt. My dad loves No Doubt, so I, I was always listening to No Doubt. But then I, I discovered, like, American Idiot came out by Green Day, and then I was like, oh, this sounds more like something I it. want, right. like, that I discovered on my own kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I went and saw them, and then I was... My mom it? says that I didn't move the whole <laughs> show. Like, just, I just, like, in awe. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with the fact that that's what was happening. And that's when she saw the spark in you. <laughs> yeah, and then at the, after that I was doomed. I was like, I don't ever want to... 
do anything other than music. Yeah, and, um, totally. I could totally see that. And then I realized that's that's what I wanted to do. So I started to, but I've always kind of like had little bands, like in fifth grade. Yeah. I had like a little band with my friend from preschool that also went to elementary school with me, and we were called Detention. And, um, Detention. We didn't. I was the only one that was like super serious about it though. So yeah. I was like always writing songs, but I was also the drummer. I drummed. Okay. From like fifth grade, and then I taught myself how to play guitar because I wanted to like be more in control of mm -hmm. what was going on. And then after I saw Green Day, I was like. Okay, I have to start a band band. I need to like yeah, you need make this serious. happen. Yeah, and then the first show I ever played was at the ballet school mm -hmm. at the reception for my bar mitzvah. That's way awesome. And it was the old, um, our former mayor, Jim Hahn. Mm -hmm. His son was my best friend at the time. Mm -hmm. So he was in the band, he was a bass player, my friend Eddie, and then I was on the drums and I was singing. And we did Green Day covers in one original. That's and I had cool. green hair and I did my bar mitzvah and we had a big party and I played for the first time ever. That's really awesome. Yeah. That must have been like a big moment. It was, it was so cool. I was so, so nervous, <laughs> but it was so fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, fun fact, I, I was in a band for like oh, really? two seconds. Yeah. That's in, awesome. I want to say in junior high. What happened was I'm friends with these guys, you know, they're like really close friends of mine. Our parents are close-ish, you know, and I went to a small private Christian school and so all the families were really mm -hmm. tightly knit. The guys approach me and they say, hey, we're starting a band. Like, do you want to be the singer? They had never heard me sing before. <laughs> before that, I had never really sung at all. They just, I think they just got me because they needed mm -hmm. a girl or right. whatever, you know. None of them wanted to do it. <laughs> I'm sure you sounded great, though. I, I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay, um, I was just trying to be nice. People told me, <laughs> people told me that I sounded really good, um, but... I was so mad. Uh, my friend Jeremy, he signed us up for the talent show like way too soon. And right. I remember getting mad at him. Like, Jeremy, what are We're you doing? We're not ready yet. We're yeah. not ready for this. And he's like, yeah, we are. We got to do this, you know? And, you know, <laughs> I was like, fine, whatever. I was so embarrassed. We were all up there and it looked cool. Like I was, you know, I got to say it looked pretty cool, but you really couldn't even hear me. Yeah, and that's it was what just, happens. It was just so loud. and We played a couple noisy. talent shows before. Mm-hmm. That was always so nervous, nerve-wracking, being in front of your like classmates. Because yeah. uh -huh. Andrew went to Pedro, and I went to Rolling Hills Prep, and then like we played his, and we played mine, and yeah. then we played we played a bunch. It was, mm -hmm. but yeah. So yeah, I don't remember what the original question was, but I hope I answered it. You did, yeah. Okay, I was like, good. When good. did you become interested in being here? Oh, perfect. Okay. We'll take a quick break for our sponsor, um, and then we'll get back to it. Okay, so everyone who knows me knows that I'm a huge coffee girl. I need my coffee, and there's nothing I love more than being at my favorite coffee shop and catching up on social media, which is why I'm very proud to introduce to you the podcast's first sponsor, Sirens Java and Tea. The shop is located on 7th Street in downtown San Pedro and has become my favorite home away from home. So be sure to stop by and definitely check them out on their new Instagram at Sirens Java Tea House. Um, okay, so now I want to talk about the band now and kind of like you guys as the habits and what you're currently working on. Uh, so I found this article by TubeFab. I'm going to read this quote because I thought it was really funny. <laughs> um, it says, the 20-somethings tasted fame for the first time after getting a demo played on K-Rock, one of the biggest radio stations in Southern California, in exchange for a Milky Way. Yes, the candy bar. The DJ never got his Milky Way. <laughs> 
<laughs> no. But the but the boys did get exposure. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I please tell me I, how this happened. <laughs> it was, did you like forget to give no, him? No, I just haven't seen him. <laughs> I have yet to meet him. Well, but we still tweet every once in a while. Okay, so what happened was okay. Uh, two years ago, this October, mm-hmm. I tweeted Striker from K Rock for the first time mm-hmm. on the way to a show of ours. And I said, oh, we're listening to you. <clears throat> we're listening to you uh, on our way to our show. You're a good luck charm or something dumb like that. And like something silly, you know? And then he like shouted us out. And he's like, this band called The Habits just tweeted at me. said I was their lucky charm. What? That's crazy. Well, these guys are silly or something. That's really cool. Something fun. And then I was like, oh my gosh, he just, we didn't have any songs out. Uh-huh. We had none. And um, like I, I kind of kept up this tweeting relationship and then finally he I said something about how if you play our song I'll, buy, I'll, I'll give you a Milky Way or mm-hmm. something like that or, or we'll pay you in snacks or candy. Yeah. And then he DM'd me. He slid in the DMs. He slid and in then, the DMs. He and then right he uh, was like hey I'd love, I'd love to play your song can you send it to me? Mm-hmm. And then we didn't have any real recordings we had no real recordings we just had a demo of all of our like demos of all of our songs that we made in Chance's bedroom right and um on his laptop that crashes every 10 minutes (laughs) and then and so we had this kind of like it wasn't it doesn't sound terrible I mean it doesn't uh, like if it sounded terrible we wouldn't have done it yeah but um we sent him the song and he loved it and then he played it and it was like for his, he does a thing called Striker 420. Okay. It's like uh, he plays whatever he wants at around 420. Okay. And um, he played it one day. It was like two days after Valentine's Day. Nice. And I almost missed it because I was like in this like singing lesson from my friends. I was like every once in a while I take vocal classes just to keep up with it. And then, and then I got a text in the middle of it. And I was like, hey, we're gonna play your song, all this stuff mm-hmm. today. Because it had been a couple weeks since I sent it to him. Yeah. And then I was like, what? And then I got in the car, I just ran in the car, and then Turned I listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing. Did you and record the, it? Like, yeah, I have car? a video. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And, um, that's a like, big this, moment. This is amazing. Like, we just got played on K-Rock. And then uh, he chose it to be in his nationally syndicated show called Out of Order that plays every Sunday on a oh, bunch cool. of different things. He was like the featured song. Mm-hmm. And then... Because of that, we went out and celebrated at Terranea, where um, Chance works, and oh, and so Andrew works there down Andrew too. Andrew and Terranea work. I mean, Andrew and, <laughs> Andrew and Terranea work at Chance now, and <laughs> no, yeah. Andrew and Chance work I at Terranea. I know some people at Terranea too. That's I've, yeah, I've known so many people that work there. Yeah. And then um, we were like all having drinks. There's the three of us and our friend Gabby, and um, and then I got a call from somebody that worked at Warner Brothers that was like interested in us because of it and and then we got management people interested in us oh yeah so like the rest of this quote says um like the dj never got his milky way but the boys did get their the exposure which led to warner brothers execs and several different music managers reaching out with offers yeah we had we turned down every one of them actually yeah um i'd love to hear more about that okay so we had nothing going for us other than the fact that we got played on k-rock once and that alone was enough because the song is is good i mean in my opinion it's yeah. like it was this is that's like our 
really good song. And just because it got played on K-Rock, people from Warner Brothers were interested, people from um, this company called BMG are interested, were interested, a couple different managers, a couple different lawyers. And then we kind of said no to every, almost everybody because we had nothing going for us. That was it. So yeah. the deals were not up to what we think we can get. Right. Or thought we could get. Like, right. we knew we couldn't get it at that moment. We weren't, like, bitter about it. It yeah, wasn't like... because you weren't ready. Like, it just wasn't there. We didn't have anything. Like, we had no leverage. We were, all we had was how good we thought our songs were and how good that they thought our songs were, but they weren't going to offer us a, a good deal. Yeah, because they're going to be like, all right, let's be real. Because they're is really taking the risk. I mean, are. right. Because right, we didn't have any uh, recordings. Mm-hmm. We didn't have anything. So they were going to really have to put a lot of money into it to make it work, which is totally... Great, and like maybe in hindsight we should have taken it, but I still don't think we should have. And yeah, then I, I kind of like respect to, the fact that you guys stayed solo for a little bit, doing your own right. thing. Right, we we wanted to get to the point where we could have leverage, leverage and like get a good lawyer and have a good manager and mm-hmm. things like that. So, like, and I'm still friends with some people from Warner Brothers, like the head of radio over there. Like every time we release a new song, he's like, "I love the new song." Like so, like there we're still like in contact. That's and, good. And BMG is um, a publishing company, and like what I really want to do. Besides, the band is write for other people and things like that. So I'm always going into writing sessions and writing pop songs or whatever. But I knew that if we just waited a couple more years, like two or three more years, to really like develop what we had, because I knew we were onto something with that song, "Calling Me Up." So like, oh yeah, it was "Calling Me Up." That's that a was, really good song. <laughs> so I knew we were onto something. And it's super catchy. Right, and it's like kind of we figured out that it's like pop enough to be super catchy but also interesting and enough to be alternative it's like we kind of found our niche a little bit and then um our sound that's when we really decided that's what our sound is because we went through like this phase after 20 eyes when we were kind of doing heavier like distorted guitar and like fun melodies with like a little bit of like talking Mm -hmm. fast talking we went like i was like i'm done with all this i just want to play acoustic guitar and we became like a folky band okay and, I can get on board with that. And we and that was like a real a real like experimental thing for us, and we had a good time, and like it just turned into. A, but then it really like helped develop. <laughs> I can't develop. see you guys being a folky band, but I, I would. We I we did it. We we were really I really got into Mumford and Sons, <laughs> and like we were just really like going for this folky thing That's funny. and trying to put our spin on it because I can't write us like my in my songwriting DNA. It's like I need to write things that are catchy and right. And pop filled. Like I, I have no problem oh, saying yeah. that I you like writing are... pop songs. I like, I like it. Your songs are really catchy. Like all of your guys. Thank you. No, my whole goal is to like by the second chorus have somebody just like the melody be stuck in that person's head. Like or be able to sing along in oh, the yeah. audience. You Mission know, even if they haven't heard it more than once or whatever. Uh-huh. So I have no like a lot of people are like I'm not pop. I'm like I'm a real artist. It's very hard to write something that's very catchy. But I can't, I, I don't want to listen to it as much as if it's not catchy, right? Yeah, I mean, if you can get stuck in someone's head, like, that's, right. a, that's a big deal. I just want to write earworms, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, so we kind of, from the folky thing, we started incorporating with some electronic-y sounds and, like, some of our older stuff, and then it turned into Calling Me Up. And then we found, like, this balance between, like, the acoustic guitar singer-songwriter, like, all about the melody and the words, mm-hmm. mixed with, like, fun production that was like a different twist on that, if that makes uh-huh. sense. So then we, we were stoked about that. And other people really responded to it. That's when we realized like, okay, now we're on to something because as soon as you played it live, everyone right. was like into it. Uh-huh. From the moment that like the hook starts in the beginning, everyone's like, what is this? Yep. Oh, totally. So that was cool. You could really tell when people are understanding it. Mm-hmm. So then, um, but yeah, so then we played the song and then I kept messaging him 
It's like I still need to get you that Milky Way. And I think <laughs> I think I said like, do you want a Milky Way or a Snickers? He's like, oh, Milky Way all the way. I was like, oh, I'm so glad you said that. I don't even like Snickers. I, mean, I don't hate Snickers, but I'm trying to be friends Snickers. here. I, love I don't Snickers. like peanuts or peanut butter or. <laughs> no, I like some crunch with my chocolate. I like Milky Ways. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm guessing I'm gonna go now. Just uh, <laughs> I I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> but um, just this one day. But yeah, so he, he, he um, and I have like messaged back and forth and then I, I like thanked him for playing us because of all the offers we got and we got a great lawyer. Mm -hmm. um, and then we kind of started working with these managers and, um, and now I'm talking to somebody at um, 98.7. Okay. And they, she's played our, her name's Toby. Star, right? No, yeah, Star 98.7, yeah. <laughs> it's been yeah. a while since I listened to the radio. Star, or Jet, Jet, Star. No, it's Star. Star, star 98.7. You're right, you're totally right. Yeah, it's been a while, but I. Yeah, I. I, I because everyone's on Spotify or right. Apple Music or stuff like that. Yeah, I, I mean, like I have Apple Music, I have Pandora. So are you coming up on Pandora? At any I don't know if we're there yet. Okay. I don't know because I don't know how Pandora works. I just know that we're on every streaming service. Okay. Other than Pandora, I think. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how Pandora. I don't works know how either. that one works. We'll have to figure that out. I'll, I'll talk to my manager. Yeah, talk to your manager about that. <laughs> but if I, you can get like thrown up on Pandora, you know, while people are like trying to listen to other bigger bands. Right, totally. That's kind of how we've been um, doing well on Spotify. Right. Because we've been getting added to people's playlists oh, and so like cool. bigger curated playlists mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, Toby from 987, she does a thing called Close to Home, mm -hmm. which is like a local, local bands mm -hmm. on Sunday nights. And she played our song Ghost back also in Febu February mm -hmm. this year. And um, so that was cool, and then I went to this party that she threw, and then we be, kind of became friends. And actually, I just was messaging with her today. She's, I think she's going to play our latest single, Robber in a Dress. Okay, that's something I want to talk about. Um, I'm going to play some of it for you guys here uh, because it's really good. It's going to be stuck <laughs> in your you. head, so I'm sorry. Also, not sorry at the same time. Um, sorry, I'm not sorry. All right, so I'm just going to play like a little snippet. <laughs> uh, what you doing to me? I'm a mannequin of the man I used to be You're hitting me wrong All the lights are on but you know I'm not on But I see That song's fun to me because it has like a 70s kind of vibe to it a little yeah. bit and like um I had it on repeat well I don't think you understand it's a like, fun song I'm, I'm the kind of person who listens to a song like way too much um like over and over until it dies um, I I do that too I am um, I'm happy because the last song we released finally was like the, the in-studio version of calling me up mm -hmm. and it did really well and it's still doing really well it's like over 110,000 listens I think uh -huh. which is very good for us being up and coming That's nobody huge. bands yeah. and um and we just released robert and we were kind of scared because for the longest time call me up i mean i had written that song two and a half years ago uh -huh. so for the longest time everybody 
kept going, you need to write another, calling me up. You need to write another. So there was a lot of pressure on that. Not that that was a huge hit, but that was like our like song. Like yeah. that's the song that people really liked. Yeah. And then, so I'm glad that people were really, so I, was, I was nervous about what the next one was going to be. Uh-huh. And I'm glad that people really liked this one. Yeah. I, I saw another article too. Um, they asked about like how Robert Nodress evolved and like you were going through a breakup. Oh, that one's interesting because it, just from a songwriting standpoint, like, I mean, I, what I, what we do is, is write songs. I like to write sad songs over fun sounding music. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Because I feel like that's like a, a, my outlook on life sometimes where it's like, I rarely like cope like, with things with my humor or like yeah. being positive about things. I'm always looking at the positives. Right. But um, I like to write songs that let people know who I am as a person or what I'm going through and that's super vulnerable but also fun to listen to because I'm not trying to depress everybody right or like if it's like a sad song I don't want them to like sometimes I mean yeah. there's like moments you're really just storytelling like this is what happened but also I'm not trying to and there's also there are there's always a glimmer of hope right. yeah. like that's what I'm trying to get across like, I love that yeah. and, and then so sonically we're fun and then lyrically we're dramatic yeah and I like I like that juxtaposition like that there and then but that song we were I was at in Pijo, my my good friend, she was like selling her house, her family, and then we had a party, mm-hmm. and the cops got called, and then of they course. were like really questioning her. They got called because the neighbors didn't know, like thought there was supposed to be nobody in the house. Right, that makes We weren't sense. even being that loud or anything. It was like a small get together. It was not a party. They were just concerned that. Yeah, they were just concerned somebody's like squatting or something, and mm-hmm. then and throwing a party in this vacant house because there's no furniture in it or anything. Right. And the cops were there, and then they were just really, like, questioning her way too hard because it was, like, <laughs> she didn't rob this place, obviously. And they weren't being, like, jerks about <laughs> her or anything, but it was, like, obviously even... nothing's happening. <laughs> There's nothing there. <laughs> I guess I can see it. Like, they go into this house, nothing's there, and she's, like, they're just, like, did you take all the stuff? Yeah, here? Like, she's just wearing a dress. Where's the silverware? <laughs> that, that's what I thought was so funny because, like, she was dressed, like, like a get-together. She was yeah, wearing like a dress, a like, co- like a little cocktail dress or something like that. It was great. And I was like, that's a great metaphor for getting your heart stolen, right? It's like a robber in a dress, dress. like you wouldn't expect it. Yeah. And then... um, It's really funny. The cops are questioning her. Yeah. And I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Like, I got it in my pickup. Like, (laughs) it was was all fine. Like, it was all fine, obviously. And they were really nice. The cops were really nice or anything. But, like, I was like, they're in there for way too long. Uh Uh-huh. And then... um, Okay. And then I had this lyrical idea, and I wrote a bunch of lyrics, but I... Usually, like when I wrote "Call Me Up," I was in the car driving, and I, and I was just like, I was like, "You're calling me up, break yeah. me down." Like I had it all at the same time, uh-huh. and then, but that one I didn't want to write any of the melody or the chords for it. So then I, I was just like, I have lyrics, but I don't know what vibe I want to go with. So then I was like, Chance, make a track for this me. This is the lyrics. Do it. He, I didn't I even tell him the lyrics. I just said, "Can you just make?" make a track and then cool. it kind of and then he wrote the piano part that's in the song and the track really evolved over time because the he originally was kind of on like an edm kind of kick for a little bit so it had like a little bit of like the drop in the not the drop but the chorus of the song has that wah-na, wah-na, and it's yeah. kind of edm but then I, it's i think you guys hooked me there too because you know i'm i'm kind of in edm not like full on but you mm-hmm. know it catches all yeah of us. so then so he like kind of made this almost edm sounding song and then with this cool piano hook that's still in there and then we started playing and then I it just worked with everything that I had written and I thought of the melody super quick and then we like, let's just keep it simple and mm-hmm. and like easy to like understand in the chorus without very many words and then 
we started playing it live and then it turned into like a full band thing and less electronic sounding thing and then when we got in the studio we had this idea of like making it like a, a groove like a 70s sounding groove mixed with the EDM so yeah. sounds and things like that so it's like that song really went through a lot of evolving in terms of like sonically but lyrically and like structurally it's been the same yeah. since I wrote it mm -hmm. that's really cool I always wondered how like you know what came first did the lyrics come first and then the music later you know and I guess it's probably different it for varies every song. yeah yeah like if you hear something good you're like music you know lyrics come to you and then mm -hmm. yeah but for this one it's, I, it's usually m melody and lyrics for me s comes at the same time mm -hmm. but I'll change the lyrics probably but the I, concept comes with the melody for some reason and then I'll like if it's good I know that I'll, I'll, if I'm not home near my guitar I have it I usually know how to play it on the guitar before I even get there like calling me up I already knew the chords for it without even realizing that's skill which was interesting I don't know I don't know if it's skill it's just like no that's talent it's just like a, a thing so if I know it's good it takes and when we were writing call me up it, we had all the melodies all the the chorus lyrics and the bridge lyrics and like parts of the pre-chorus and then Chance and I sat there for like two hours trying to write verse lyrics and I had one line the first line of the song and then we couldn't think of anything and then I drove away and like I wrote the rest of the song literally the leaving his house and like hey I finished it he's like what the hell man we were at the house for so long yeah, we could have recorded a, it all he had to change it up yeah do you, do you like use voice memos I'm assuming oh I have so many I'm sure voice notes of just like one line that mm -hmm. like Sometimes I'll, I'll record something and then I won't use it in a song for a year. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, this works. You, like, go through it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that makes or sense. Or it just pops in my head. Uh -huh. And I always think, of, like, if I write something and I don't necessarily write it down, if I can remember it two days later, it's probably good. Yeah, that's cool. That's really awesome. Yeah. Okay, so um, what big shows have you played recently? We just played this place called The Peppermint, and it's the coolest venue. Okay. It has a great sound system. And Where is it? It's in... Um, LA area. I'm terrible with geography, I'm going to be honest. But it's on <laughs> Beverly Boulevard, I think. Okay. And well, I can always it's near Cedar Sinai. Okay. I think it's right across the street from Cedar Sinai. Oh, that's cool. And the, uh, the Beverly Center. Yeah, it's been a while for me since I've been it's in like those It's like the areas. big mall over there, yeah. So, but that place is really cool because on any given night, I think they had a night where Childers Gambino and Jesse J and Stevie Wonder performed. No way. It's like, a, like an industry, like, cool place to play and then I think the other night I saw that somebody else that was huge was playing there and I've seen um, I've seen some of my friends bands play there that are getting really popular now and like mm -hmm. and we just played there that was our last show it was great mm -hmm. it was really really fun is At there least. is there like a big tour in the future um, I think that we're planning to tour next year I think we, I think the tentative plan and this is also subject to change because everything changes all yeah. the time is that we I think we might be going in the studio to make a little body of work like an EP because mm -hmm. right now we're just releasing singles mm -hmm. and um, we're gonna we're gonna release two more before the end of the year but right now we're focused on Robert yeah Robert <laughs> okay everybody needs to go um, get out their phones <laughs> Robert YouTube, and address. yeah like iTunes or YouTube whatever you well, use we're gonna, get um, Robert an address we're gonna release a music video for it soon I'm excited for it it's fun it's a fun video oh I'll link it up um, of course we get robbed in it <laughs> of course <laughs> by by these two girls yeah, yeah. in dresses there one of them is in a dress yeah and and in the video we get robbed and then we get to be detectives and 
I'm really excited. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to make for like a really iconic like video. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, and I got to wear my favorite uh, clothing brand in it. Oh, yeah. Tell us about that. Clothing company called Teddy Fresh. Okay. And Teddy Fresh is like pretty new. I mean, it just got a distribution deal with Zoomies. That makes sense. Cause, oh, Zoomies. That's a big deal. Yeah, huge. Like, but it's been huge. online for a long time. And I, I, my look, look, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, and... Um, is Your windbreakers. I like windbreakers yeah. and dad hats. I want to say like bright colored windbreakers and dad hats. So I'm looking at Wolf right now and he's wearing a dad hat pretty much. Um, um, uh, the cap like is yellow and the, I want to say the, the bill. Yeah, the bill is green, green. like a foresty green. Mm -hmm. And on the top there's like a cute little teddy bear and it says Ted. Yeah, <laughs> it's a teddy fresh hat. Yeah. And then um, it makes sense now. But it like I kind of discovered this this kind of like what I liked because that's also what you have to kind of figure out if you what your music is and what you want to dress like in terms of it and we kind mm -hmm. of all figured out our looks or what the, we wanted our band to look like yeah this year really and then I discovered this clothing brand and I was like this is a perfect clothing brand mm -hmm. for us and they're like cool and I've known about them forever then we met Alex pretty recently mm -hmm. and then he started producing he's like oh I know them and then we I, pl I pl wore one of the windbreakers at the peppermint okay at our last show and they took a picture and then he sent it to them and then they're like that's great that they're wearing that like let me contact them and then they emailed me and then they started sending me free Teddy Fresh That's awesome. merchandise. It's like they're kind of sponsoring. Yeah, them. like a small sponsor kind yeah. of thing. And I was like, I'm gonna wear this for the video. Is that cool? And they're like, Yeah, that's great. So of I'm, so I'm excited. I'm that's excited awesome. Because now I have all these. I have like three hats and like two windbreakers. I can't wait for this video. I know, and I'm like thinking back on your story. Like you could see like the kind of the the white walls mm -hmm. and the pop of color you guys are wearing. I'm excited. This is gonna be good. Um, all right, so I'm gonna wrap it up here. I want to talk to you. Um, so I think that I'm going to ask everybody these questions, you know, mm -hmm. uh, at the end, at least my interview guests. Um, so you're familiar with all of the changes going on in, in San Pedro. Yeah. Um, what would you say is the most exciting thing for you? Like, what are you most excited about of all the changes? What? I feel like everything that I say is going to be controversial. Not controversial, you know but like... I, I, when I started... When I started the podcast, I was like, oh, I don't want it. I don't want a controversial podcast. I don't want it to be. But political. that's inherently controversial it because is, then everybody wants it to stay the same, but other people want it to change. And so like, yeah, there's a big divide. I just here. think there's going to be a big, like, level up in the way everything looks, and yeah. everything will be cleaned up more. And yeah. And. I, I totally agree. It's a shame to see, like, maybe lose some of our local businesses. Yeah. But at, at the end of the day, I feel like it's going to be a better home to maybe more. To yeah. Maybe well, more the, local it'll, businesses. We're right here at the port. I mean, we should really be utilizing that. Oh, I yeah. mean, we should really be, like, it should be a tourist destination. There's no reason that it shouldn't be other yeah. than what it is. I mean, not that it's bad right now by any means. I just mean, like, we mm -hmm. can make it into this great destination. And I know that... <laughs> local don't want tourists right but I feel like that's just better for the economy of Pedro in general yeah I I totally see both sides I, I mean me too I, totally I'm absolutely I think we do need to preserve our history I don't want to see any more local businesses go but at the same time I agree I, I feel like there's a way to do it I, where I they both win yeah I agree I'm, I'm hoping to you know um I, I'm hoping to start a conversation about how we can accomplish this I feel like sometimes people and I may be completely wrong with this, but people get, um, I don't want to use the word stuck, but like 
their their bubble is Pedro, so they don't understand what happens like everywhere elsewhere. And I think it's great to bring worldly things into Pedro and yeah. in, include it into like yeah. our own local color kind of thing. You yeah. know, I think we need to be accepting to to some of the change. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, I think it'll be nice. I know you mentioned that you, you would be like probably ex nice to see the new renovation. Oh, totally. Yeah, I think that it's just gonna make Pedro look very nice mm -hmm. and. I think that there'll be things to do here. I feel like, <laughs> not that there's nothing to do here, but like <laughs> at the same time, I mean, once you've done a few of the Pedro things, you've done a few of the, they've yeah. done the Pedro things and that's great. So you can keep all those and add more. So mm -hmm. then you, the nightlife will get better and the, yeah. like the bars will probably get better. I like, want to see tourists like to come drink. spend money here at our local business. Exactly. The economy yeah. will go up and yeah. everything. I want to see some money in our pockets. Come on, Pedro. Um, and maybe not have to go to Long Beach <laughs> for Right, or, or yeah, we don't have to go over the bridge or go into LA to find I'm a, over LA. A, a cool bar that serves crazy drinks, you yeah. know? Because like, my mom just recently found this great tiki bar in Long Beach that mm -hmm. serves specialty drinks. It's like, we don't have things like that here when we totally yeah. could. And, and we have so many amazing people here with probably really great talents and you know expertise that could and I'm sure that things. a lot of the local businesses, local restaurants and stuff won't disappear because they're good. Yeah. And the ones that do very well are very good. So yeah. there's no reason that they should yeah. go anywhere. Would you say that's like your biggest concern um, with San Pedro, like in the community? Like local businesses? Like the resistance. Oh, the resistance to change. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I'm not a resistor of change because it's just inevitable. And mm -hmm. I feel like the more you resist, the more you... Oh. get you hold grudges on it and get disgruntled and oh, yeah. all that kind of stuff and but I mean I can definitely see why mm -hmm. it's been the same way for a very long time I feel like it's yeah. hard to it's hard to um like accept that things are are going to be different mm -hmm. but I don't think they're going to be different in a negative way yeah right? I, I agree I there's I agree. no there's no I reason think... for it to be different in a negative way mm-hmm I, I think it's going to be good, and I really want to I also don't want to sound like the big business guy that's no, like, totally. Wait, you <laughs> this know is going to be great for you, don't worry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we don't but know. I'm just excited to see what's to come, to come because that, like you can't stay stagnant for too long. Right, because then great talent leaves, you know? Um, I want to have an episode about like how we're all working in L.A., I mean, instead of working not, locally. Not to say that I'm great talent or anything, but the band hasn't played here in a year. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> I don't know. There's not very many places to play uh -huh. that are for people that aren't plugged into the scene here. And the scene's the scene's great. We're just not a part of it because musically we don't fit. But like, mm -hmm. there's just there's a broader sense of what we can do I, in Pedro because we only that. ever play in in, in, we, in L A. in L A. or Hollywood in Long Beach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that is what it is. But it'd be great to play in Pedro. Uh, yeah, hang in there. I think there's going to be some really awesome like venues in the future. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so is there anything you'd like to, um, like any advice you want to give to local artists, entrepreneurs that are up and coming, that want to start um, something? And not that I'm not up and coming, but <laughs> like, I'm still very up and coming. True, but, but I mean like you guys have played, played on K-Rock. Okay, right. Like, you're you're it's, it's just a matter of persistence. Mm -hmm. Finding what you really like, realizing that if you're realizing what you're going for in terms of like if you can actually do it that sounds terrible but like i didn't know if i was going to be able to actually write songs that people would like mm -hmm. so then i worked really 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 hard for years and years writing awful songs right. that nobody liked and then finally writing 
a couple good ones and then just building and building and building and never stopping the practice or whatever mm -hmm. but also um once you find that what you're good at and you get really good at it things will happen if you just keep doing it right like there's no reason there's no reason that it shouldn't happen mm -hmm. you but you have to actually make it happen you can't just like a lot of musicians specifically go like i'm so great like why isn't anybody approaching me it's it's like n you have to be good at everything especially now with like social media and all this stuff you have to be like you have to be your on top of it PR person. yeah you have to be your social media it's like a manager. blessing and a curse it's yeah. like you have to do everything but it also gives you access to do everything exactly like you, if you want to be in more control of your life you right? have all the tools you right. can make it happen so that's good advice everybody yeah. everybody can make it eventually mm -hmm if you if you don't give up I love that and I feel like you're coming from a lot of like you have a lot of wisdom on the subject just because of <laughs> you know what you've seen and mm -hmm. how success is manifested in, yeah you I've know, been in really close I've been close in great deals and bad deals and all these different things and yeah it's just things happen and things happen in the weirdest way uh -huh. so like no nobody's story is the same right That's which cool. is cool it is cool. there's no reason for it like you don't get bogged down on like that person's doing what they're doing like, yeah. why am I not doing that yet and right. it's like well mm -hmm. it's not it's not time yet alright so where can everyone find your single Rob, uh, your guys' single Robber and Address Robber and Address it's on Spotify Apple Music Amazon Tidal okay <laughs> it's on pretty much all the streaming services mm -hmm. and um, follow us on Instagram at Habits the Band mm -hmm. Twitter same thing we, we're very active on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, but mm -hmm. mostly Instagram and Twitter. Okay, and yeah. Because we're always putting up stories, and we're weird and wild. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and, I love all your stories. And uh, so, yeah, follow us on, mm -hmm. on those. And The Habits on YouTube. The I, Habits, yeah, we have I, a music video out okay. that was filmed in my house, actually. I like that video, by the way. Thank yeah. you. I didn't tell you that, but I do. I really like it. All right, well, thank you so much for being on the show. I am, thank you for having I am me. Thank so, you for doing this. Oh, yeah. I, more, I'm thanking you, excuse me. I'm thanking you. <laughs> <laughs> You've been a wonderful guest, and honestly, I'm, I'm truly honored to have you as my first interview guest. Oh, no, I'm it's honored. A, it's a big deal. Everything you say, I'm just going to say back to you because okay. it's the same applies. Oh, so much. Mutually. So much positive, like, yeah. positive vibes here. All right, well, I expect to have you and Chance and Andrew back at mm -hmm. some point. I want to have the whole band here. Um, I'm so excited about your new video, and um, if it's yeah. out by the time the episode goes live, I'm definitely, I'll cool. link it in the show notes, and um, I'll probably link up some other stuff there, too. Cool. So, all right, thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>